Welcome, my friend. So I was having a conversation the other day with a dear friend, and she was really unhappy in her current situation. I was wondering if there was a way out. And I was compelled to do this episode called Program by the Paycheck, How to Reprogram Yourself. And it, I want to share with you a true story of what happened to me. And, and by doing that, I hope it helps you. It was a busty wind blowing my scarf away as I strolled through Rittenhouse Square in Philadelphia. One of the five original squares planned by city founder William Penn in the late 17th century. Rittenhouse Square is in the heart of Center City's most expensive and exclusive neighborhood. How in the world did I, a gal from Canada, end up living in a penthouse suite in Philadelphia, living the Lugs life, a penthouse with a massive and swanky rooftop terrace that looks over Rittenhouse Square and the city of Philadelphia? I remember many a night going up to that rooftop terrace and enjoying a nice, fine Cabernet Sauvignon. So I wanted to introduce this story to you, and I'll kind of continue through it more on in a minute. Let me tell you first about what you'll learn in this episode of It's Okay to Fail. If you have a fear of failing that stops you from following your dream, that stops you from achieving your true happiness, this podcast is for you. In this episode, let's talk about how to face the fear of uncertainty that rules your mind and body when thinking about a leap you're seriously thinking about. A leap such as leaving your cushy paycheck, stepping into a new identity that follows your purpose, gives you joy, and makes you a lot of money. Maybe it's a leap into a new business direction for your business or a new venture or a new partnership for you. Either way, I'm going to share with you a cutting edge tool that will change the way you look and feel about taking the leap so that you can fail forward, so that you'll be okay to fail. Let's get back to the swanky penthouse and how I was programmed by the paycheck and how I got out of it. By telling the story, I truly hope it helps you. I was able to reprogram myself and the tool I'll share with you and I'm 100% confident it'll help you too. I believe we're entering the year of 2021 with hope, resilience, and fortitude. And to activate change for you and your life, it's time to harness the power within you to create a shift in prosperity and spiritual power. Back to the From Penthouse to Program by the Paycheck and my reprogramming story. The year was 1999. I had a six-figure paycheck job with Computer Sciences Corporation, one of the world's largest software and service providers and the first software company to be listed on the American Stock Exchange. The companies we consulted put us up in the hotels and condos, and that's how I negotiated with the client that the rent for the penthouse apartment was actually less expensive, if you can believe that, than the cumulative nightly fees of putting me up in a five-star hotel in downtown Philadelphia. So one morning back in 1999, I woke up excited. Today was the day one of my, the partners from Computer Sciences Corporation was flying in to meet me and, and, and have the performance review with me. Do you all remember that when you have performance reviews? Maybe you have them still right now. Maybe you're working for in a job and a boss. But either way, I was excited. I wasn't nervous. I was actually excited because I felt she was going to give me a promotion to partner. You see, when you work in a consulting firm, Typically, the ladder that you are climbing on is to go from, you know, like a junior consultant to a consultant, then a manager, senior manager, then a partner. And then you've kind of thought you've achieved nirvana, your goal. And at that time, I was a senior manager. So I was really expecting that promotion. And as I strolled through Rittenhouse Park to my client's office, something happened to me. You see, I was just settling in with the consulting and client team and excitingly waiting for my afternoon meeting with my boss, the, the CSC partner who just flew in into Philadelphia. Then she called me in. 
and the meeting happened. And I think you'll be shocked at what happens next. She said, Maria, you've done an amazing job, like just your performance. And she went through all the, you know, uh, sections of the performance review and everything was doing really well. And then at the very end, when I was expecting to say, hey, we're going to promote you, welcome, you know, and here's going to be your raise, all that fun stuff. She then said, but I'm going to have to wait another year before you're available to be promoted to partnership. And my heart just sank. Like I really, really was in shock. Have you ever had that happen to you when you walk into a meeting or, or, or like you just you just totally are expecting something. Maybe it's from your boss. Maybe it's from your, even in your personal life, you know, you're you're expecting something so bad to happen. And all of a sudden it goes in the opposite direction you felt. Right. So I was just like, I was sitting there trying to contain my emotions. Right. But what happened next and what she said next kind of lit up something inside of me. Like as if the the cage that I was in was just opened up and I'm just like, what? Because this is what she said to me. She goes, Maria, the reason why we're not promoting you to partner this year is that after talking to our, our client, that was a client that I was working on, um, we're doing an excellent job for them. And we're implementing a big SAP installation is worth millions of dollars for them. Uh, she said the director for the project on the client side, he said that he was concerned about you going on Fridays out of the office on your lunch hour for singing lessons. Let me repeat that so it can sink in. She said, we're not going to promote you to partnership because we have some concerns about what your client's thoughts are about you. The, cl- your, the client is saying they're, they're not really happy that you go away Fridays on your lunch hour to have singing lessons. Let that sink in. And she didn't even know this at the time, but the reason I was taking singing lessons is I was taking advantage of being in Philadelphia. Like, like it's close to New York City. It's where a lot of famous singers live or they retire or they sing in jazz bars there. So there was this like famous opera singer that offered singing lessons. And that was when the Titanic was like the most amazing movie ever out there, right? And I wanted to sing My Heart Will Go On at the wedding to my husband-to-be, right? I wanted to learn how to sing and sing that song specifically. So when she said that, I was just, are you kidding me in my head? I'm thinking, I'm thinking, wait, did I hear this correctly? That I'm doing an excellent job. However, because of the perceived thing of what my client thought, that was affecting my promote ability. So what happened next is that I just, you know, the cage opens inside me. Something burst out from inside of me. You see, I've been had this niggling thought for quite a while, for quite a few years that maybe I should go out on my own. Maybe I should be an entrepreneur. Maybe I don't want to work for a boss anymore. This life, even though I have this luxury life being put up in a penthouse, when I was the year before for that same company, when I was working um, on a client engagement for a Fortune 500 company in Chicago, they put me up on East Wacker Drive, the top floor of the Hyatt Hotel that was overlooking the Millionaire Mile, it's called. It's where Oprah has a condo and it's where all the most expensive boutiques are. And if anyone knows and ever been to Chicago and, and, and the view from my floor to ceiling windows hotel suite was overlooking East Wacker Drive, the Million Mile and the lake. So 
some people would say that was like a life that you would just want to have, right? However, for me, it was always a lot of travel, always not knowing what city I'm going to be placed in next year. And it was, and so there was a lot of reasons why I was thinking maybe I should become an entrepreneur so I can control my own destiny, so I could make decisions myself. But I was always scared to to do that. And what happened is that something unleashed inside of me that I just said back to the partner, okay, that's fine. Then I quit. Uh, Here is effectively my 30 days notice. When I get back to my computer, I'll draft up the resignation letter. The partner was in shock. She said, wait, are you serious? Like, it's just one more year, Maria. This is normal. And I'm like, no, you know what? I've really busted my butt for this particular client. I bust my butt for the firm here. I moved from Canada to the States. I've, I've, I've moved away from my family. Uh, I, I just, no, you know, I, I, I'm i done. And usually when those situations happy, happen, usually the company offers you a raise to keep you. So no, don't quit. We'll keep you. But there was no way to change my mind. And I, so I was, it happened. I did it. And then that's when my mind began to really freak out. It's what made me take the leap into entrepreneurship. And I don't know if that's ever happened to you where you had one defining moment. I've had quite a few defining moments, but this was a defining moment that changed the trajectory of my life. And and there's a few tools that I use still to this day and a new simpler thought model that has helped me so much in reprogramming my mind to success and happiness that I can't wait to share it with you. And so as my mind became freak, all freaking out, that night I went home and all I could think about was, oh my God, what have I done? What will my family think? What if it doesn't work for me being an entrepreneur? So I buckled down on improving the most powerful asset I have, and you have too, my mind. Tony Robbins, a top life and business strategist, says that success in life is 80% psychology and 20% mechanics. What you do doesn't matter if you aren't in the right mindset. Robin said, explaining that the psychological aspect is dependent on how much you grow, improve, and push yourself beyond what you thought was possible. It's easy to go down the wrong road. Robin's continued to said in this quote that I, that I love from him is that people focus on where they want to go instead of what they're afraid of. Let me repeat that because that's so powerful. People focus on where they want to go instead of what they're afraid of. And what that really means in my kind of brain and how I interpret that is that we focus on our comfort zone. We stay in the comfort zone and we really are kind of a a prisoner to the paycheck. We're tied to that paycheck. We're programmed by that paycheck instead of going after what we really want. And, and, And that scares us, right? There's that fear of uncertainty, right? And it's easy to stay in the comfort zone, even if you hate where there is where that comfort zone is, right? And when taking the leap out of your comfort zone, it helps like it did me to reprogram the mind. Like how can we kind of achieve, you know, we got one life to live here. How can we achieve what we really want to achieve or find out what our purpose is in life unless we step out of that comfort zone? So here's what I did. And I hope this helps you. So number one, here's three things. Number one, I surrounded myself with trailblazers. I strongly believe in looking up to a role model and listening to voices of people who have gotten out of the matrix, so to say, so you are no longer programmed by the paycheck. People who had the courage to leap before me. Back then, it wasn't as easy as it is today to listen to podcasts and watch videos online. There's a whole plethora of that information out there. You just have to Google that, right? And the thing is, you know, back then... I was kind of a neophyte in this whole personal development and being an entrepreneur thing, even though I did do junior achievement and had my own little uh, painting company when I was in college. The thing is, is 
I was then even programmed by college and, and school to do what society wants you to do is go work for a corporation and get a regular paycheck. And I even did my master's of business administration from like the Harvard of the North, the University of Western Ontario in Canada. And they really train you to become leaders and managers in a corporation, not really as much to be an entrepreneur. Now, now, you know, fast forward, you know, almost gosh, 30 years later, I'm aging myself. They do teach more entrepreneurialness in college, but I still don't think enough and enough about the mindset. So back then I, I kind of researched it all. It was my mission to find out more about this. So I bought and read Tony Robbins books, like a lot of his books, like Personal Power. I also listened to a lot of Zig Ziglar, Jim, Jim Rohn, Les Brown. And since my mom used to be a yoga instructor, I also started to listen to self-development meditations and spiritual gurus or positive energy people like Louise Hay, Oprah Winfrey, energy healer, Carolyn Miss, tapping into the wisdom of yoga and taking retreats with my mom to like the Kripalu Center in the United States that specializes in empowering people and communities to realize their full potential. It was like a whole new world had opened up to me because I basically decided that despite getting my master's, for, master's from the Harvard of the North, Richard Ivey School of Business at UWO in Canada, I needed to deep dive into a master's of personal development and thinking. That was the first thing I did. Second, I plastered one important quote on my wall. It was this. I had, imagine this if you will. Imagine a big white poster board that I, I just bought from like Staples or Office Depot, like one of these stores, um, white poster board, black, you know, Sharpie pen and, or, or felt marker. And I, at the top, I just wrote down in one column from top to bottom, I wrote down F and then the next line E and then the next line A and the next line R. And that spells fear, doesn't it? But what I did horizontally is that where the F started, I wrote the word false. Where E started, I wrote the word evidence. Where the A started, I wrote the word appearing. Where the R started, I wrote the word real. False evidence appearing real. And that was that big white poster board on my wall that I looked at every single day, almost every hour of the day, because it was like in my dining room, right on the, on the wall, right? Because remember, I quit my job. I wasn't going to work anymore. So that was the second thing I do. So just to bring it back here, number one is I surrounded myself with trailblazers. Second, I plastered one important quote on my wall, fear, stands for false evidence appearing real. And I looked at it every single day. And third, because I had a lot of fears, y'all. Third, I made a thought plan and action plan based on my future self or future identity. In between the pity parties I was having for myself, I started to realize I can do this. It's okay. What's the worst that can happen? And I realized, as John C. Maxwell's quote says, you go where your thoughts go. I read and listened to The Strangest Secret, which according to Wikipedia, it's a 1956, yes, 1956. There's some real golden gems in older texts, by the way. A 1956 spoken word record by Earl Nightingale. I also have bought the book, which sold over 1 million copies. That was at that time, so I'm sure it sold way more now. And received the first gold record for the spoken word, which helped launch the fields of business motivation and audio publishing. So Earl Nightingale, when he released The Strangest Secret, that was like a gift to mankind because he's almost like the dean or the, the grand poobah of, of a lot of uh, business motivation out there. And in 1950, Earl Nightingale, he was inspired, like, how did this come about, The Stranger's Secret? He was inspired by the words, we become what we think about in Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich. Have you ever read that? It's a great book, by the way. That's also fantastic. Still on my bookshelf to this day, Think and Grow Rich. 
And a quote I love from the Bible sums it up real nice. Whether you read the Bible or not, please listen to the words here from Philippi, Philipp, can I pronounce this? Philippians 4, 8 to 9 verses. It truly states how your entire state of mind and attitude can be managed. Summing it, here, here's the quote, here's the verses. Summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. Now, fast forward to 2021, as we're entering 2021, I found a wonderful, simple tool that kind of takes all of the secrets of the universe, you know, the secrets of how you think, feel, act, and get results into one self-coaching model. You can use this every single day to help you reprogram your mind. You can plant your future self-thoughts in your subconscious mind and water them with the thought model daily so that those thoughts turn into reality. It's what I use and it's allowed me to shift so much into my true potential and I certainly hope it does that for you too. It'll help you get out of any funk you might be in. It'll help you reprogram yourself and change your life, your business. And I learned this tool, this model, the self-coaching model from Brooke Castillo. She's at the Life Coach School. I listened to her podcast. It's a great podcast, by the way. And I really started putting it into practice because it's just better than affirmations. And it can take as little as five minutes a day, though I do recommend more time than that. I also hired a coach that was kind of an expert on that so that I could then apply it to my own life. And then also I can bring it to you as well. So please know that even though Brooke created the tool, she didn't invent the theory of the positive thinking. And that's why I brought up a lot of quotes from earlier. It's kind of a amalgamation of it all. And, and Brooke mentions that herself too. So I do believe though, it's a simple plan to leverage the secrets of the universe, a simple plan, a simple model, whatever you want to call it. So there are many other thought leaders and motivational speakers, performance coaches who refer to components of the model without calling it, you know, the self-coaching model. And you may even have seen something like this before as I have, but I feel the self-coaching model is kind of like in a format that for me, at least it makes it easy to use it consistently in applying these theories, right? Because how many times can you Maybe you've heard other people talk and, and you haven't really put it into action, right? And, and this, for something, for some reason, it's an actionable model, right? So I use it every morning and I have my most successful clients use it. In fact, I, I, mean, I used it right now before recording this episode. And it's a concept based on ancient tools. Guess what? When I say ancient tools, I'm kind of being mischievous with you. It's a piece of paper and your pencil or pen, right? You don't need a fancy computer. You don't need to go out and buy an iPad. You don't need to go out and buy a, a MacBook Pro or a computer for this. You just need a piece of paper and a pencil or pen, all right? And identifying your current state. So we're kind of becoming self-aware now. Identifying your current state to an event or circumstance, and then you want to move to a to be state. So we're kind of going from current state to a to be state. So then you turn that around with an intentional, you know, 2021, if anything, is going to be the year of you, me being intentional, right? And to the same circumstance. So what do I mean by that? I always find I learn by examples, right? So let me break down what the model is. It's a results recipe to produce what you want in any aspect of your life. If I haven't got you more interested in this, and if your curiosity is not peaked, then I would say this is not the podcast for you. But if you want to learn more, I'm going to start off with a, an example of what this is. And then on the next episode, we're actually going to dive deeper into real live examples with my clients that have helped them make them a lot more money. Okay. So it starts with the C 
first circumstance, which can trigger a T, a thought, your thought, that creates a F, a feeling which drives you to take A, an action which creates the R result. So for instance, you could have an unintentional model like C, the circumstances, your job or your business, right? Your thought about it right now might be, it's not working. That's the thought, it's not working. Some might even have a more serious thought of, I hate this, this is killing me, but that's your thought, right? So you have to think about what your your current business, your current job, what you're thinking about it right now. And in this example, if someone's thinking it's not working, then the F, how does that make you feel? Well, it makes you feel frustrated, right? Frustrated is a good feeling or emotion for that. Then the action, when you're feeling frustrated, what action do you take? Well, typically you give up giving 100%. You come home and you crash kind of with energy and you you might even take it out on your family or you just lay on the couch for the rest of the evening, right? And the R is that your performance deteriorates, okay? That's a very high-level example of that. And the flip to that, what I like love to call thoughtware, because we're talking about reprogramming your brain here, which then allows you to live your best life ever, is that you want to flip that thoughtware around to see the circumstances the same. Your job, your business is like an event. It's neutral, right? You got to think neutral about it. It just happens, but you can control your thoughts about it. So then the thought, what if you kind of came up with a much better sentence, right? With maybe the thought right now is what else is possible? What else is possible. So what feeling does that give you when you're thinking, what else is possible? The feeling is curious because maybe right now you don't know your way out exactly, right? But you know what? Maybe instead of feeling negative, frustrated, why don't you start feeling curious, right? So if you start feeling curious, what actions do you take? Well, typically you'll, you'll take on an online course, you hire a coach, you show up with confidence, right? So then what result does that action take? Your performance accelerates. Does that make sense? Let me repeat that. So the C, your job, your business. The T is what else is possible. The F is curious. You're you're feeling curious. The action, you're going to kind of find out what else is possible. You might take an online course. You might hire a coach. You might, or you show up with confidence because you're like, you're more, what else is possible? You've changed your energy state, right? So, and the result of doing that is that your performance accelerates, okay? So I hope that makes sense to you. And as you shift your thinking, your results will follow. This was a teeny tiny example of how to use the thought model. And in the next episode, part two of Program by the Paycheck, how to reprogram yourself, I'll turn it into a mini workshop with you so we can apply the model to your thoughtware. We'll go over how to think powerfully before you put a piece of content out there on social media so that you're inspired and you make calls to action that actually work. Sound cool? Great. Let's continue the journey over on episode two, part two. And listen, I truly hope you enjoyed this episode. It's my mission to transform through tools and brain mastery, 1,000 men and women on this planet so that when they transform their 1,000, that's over 1 million lives lifted. Will you be one of those 1,000? There's two things you can do right now to help yourself and keep this podcast going so that we can all raise the level of consciousness in the world. And I'll be truly grateful if one, you if you liked and resonated with what I'm talking about, leave me a five-star review for this podcast. If you don't know how to do that, usually it's like in the library tab on your on your phone or computer. You go under shows, you click on this podcast, it's okay to fail. And you you scroll down to the ratings and reviews, and then you you will see a little thing saying leave a review, and you give it your hopefully five-star rating. So I'd really appreciate that if you could click that, write a review. And then click send when finished. And number two, if here's another thing that you can do. If you want to feel calm 
confident and great. The It's Okay to Fail podcast is about inspiring you and motivating you to grab that diamond essence that's inside of you and share it with the world. I want you to fall in love with yourself. I want you to fall in love with inspiring others. And it all starts with being okay to fail. And that all starts with, my friend, the thoughts that are going through your brain. And you've got to fail in order to succeed. So now's the time to say yes to being fearless. It's okay to fail. If you want to become fearless, stand in your own power and unapologetically follow your dream, well, guess what? Sign up to the podcast newsletter of It's Okay to Fail. You'll never miss an episode that way. And I'm going to give you a free kind of snazzy one-page graphic of the thought model. It illustrates this really well. And I think, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I like one-page cheat sheets, don't you? So how do you get it? If you live in America, you can text the word LEAP, that's L-E-A-P, to 55444. That's five, five, four, four, four. So two fives and three fours. <laughs> and I'll text it to you. All right. Alternatively, you can go to www.leapwithmaria.com to get it. That's leapwithmaria.com to get it. And it's been a true pleasure serving you, wishing you love and light. And I'm Maria Gadalis, the gal who has failed a bajillion times. And it's made me who I am today. And who am I? I'm someone who has in the last 30 years made millions and occasionally lost millions, co-founded the technology now used in an emotional intelligence app for Alzheimer's patients and taught over 25,000 people worldwide. So I hope you enjoyed this. I look forward to seeing you on episode two. Love and light to you.